And the Academy Award for Best Picture. You're God. Ron Ananian. And I walk around to the open side of the garage door, and I, can I help you? And he says, hey, mister, can, can you put some air in my tire? Okay. Yeah, come on in, kid. You know, I just turned off the compressor and put away my tools, but, you know, what's, what'll this take, five minutes? How hard could it be, right? I'm sorry. No. This, there's a mistake. The car doctor. You guys won best picture. This is not a joke. I'm afraid they read the wrong thing. Oh, mister, you got to get a pair of pliers. Yeah, I, trust me, kid. I got mechanics fingers. I can get that valve core out. We don't need no pliers. You know, out it comes. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. Hey, come on in. Start your engines. And hopefully they do. And if they don't, stick around. Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor at your service at 855-560-9900. Come on down. Let's get in the garage and let's get dirty and talk about cars this next two hours. 855-560-9900. Maybe we're not going to get dirty. You know, fixing cars today is not necessarily the dirt under your fingernail, but sometimes the sweat on your brow trying to sort out a computer problem or something electronics or something somewhere in between. But in any event, 855-560-9900 is the phone number. Join me, Ron and Annie, and the car doctor, and I'll share the past 43-plus years of repairing cars with you up here on air. As, uh, we've been up on air half of those 43, well, 26 years. So it's 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 almost a, a half the amount that uh, been repairing cars, maybe a little bit longer. But uh, in any event, here to help you solve your problem, make you feel better about your car, and maybe your mechanic, and maybe make you feel more comfortable about walking in the door. And that's really what this radio show has been and always will be about. There's a website, cardoctorshow.com. You can stream this radio show there. Maybe you're doing it already, but you can stream this radio show if you're in a market that doesn't necessarily take it by terrestrial radio. Uh, you can also get podcasting there. You can also get podcasting in the usual suspect places. Tune in iHeart, iTunes, and uh, naturally we appreciate it when you click subscribe and you're helping us as we uh, try to help you because we can go back to our sponsors and say, hey, look, we now have seven. So uh, <laughs> and hopefully it's more than that, but um, you get the idea. I was wondering, you know, I have to comment about something. Last week we had a caller about brake pull on a vehicle. I remember the vehicle. I, I barely remember the call at this point because I'm seven days later and another 50 cars went by under the under my nose. And although if I thought about it hard enough, I think it was a Ford pickup truck. I could probably recall it if I had to. And the problem was the vehicle pulled when he stepped on the brake intermittently or they, they locked up um, after 10, 15 minutes of driving. And, and my explanation was maybe this is a brake hose problem, and I went into a few other things. And I received a couple of emails from listeners, more than a couple, well, everybody talking about how their brake hoses gave them a similar problem because around the area of the clamp where the clamp holds the rubber hose, it had rusted and squeezed the hose shut over time, and it created that issue. Absolutely positively correct. Absolutely, positively appreciate it, and I don't want anybody to discount and say, hey, Ron, you know, doesn't mention that. Maybe it's not important. Absolutely important. Ron has a flaw, all right, that sometimes he doesn't 
you know what? When you're up here doing radio on on, on, a, on a national network show, you're you're trying to get as much in in the in the sixty minutes, cut down to how many commercial breaks, and cut down to how many billboards, and how many times paying the sponsors, and you're trying to get a lot out. I appreciate it all. However, thinking like that, I was being critical of myself this past week, thinking it over, and I'm saying maybe I'm missing the minutia, maybe I'm missing the small stuff. And I thought I would talk this hour's monologue. The small stuff. Had a 2012 Chevy Tahoe come into the shop this week. Yesterday, as a matter of fact. Dwight's a regular customer. He purchased this 2012 Tahoe from a local Chevy dealer. And it's coming off of warranty. And he proceeded to tell me the story about the last time he was in. They recommended power steering hoses, trans cooler hoses, trans service, a, a wiper linkage problem, and a few other odds and ends that totaled about $3,000 in repairs. Dwight, having just purchased this used vehicle, it was pre-certified, and he bought the extended do-everything if, 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 the, if the lunar Land Rover falls off the moon and lands on top of his car, he's covered. Warranty extension policy, and he turned to the service writer and he said, but I have extended warranty. And it was really kind of amazing, he said, that, and I've heard this story, I, I know that this animal exists out there, the, oh, what, you mean this is really not that serious conversation animal, that guy? He said, oh, it's under extended warranty. Well, you know, maybe the power steering hoses really aren't that bad and the trans cooler lines aren't leaking all that much and the trans is okay, it's good for now. Why don't you drive a little bit longer and maybe we'll get to it the next time. So Dwight ended up on my doorstep about a month later because he said, you know, Ron, my, my extended warranty is going to run out this, this, uh, this spring. I think he said at the end of March. And, you know, I'd really like your opinion. Is any of this stuff serious? How serious is it? Or, as you always say, am I falling into the guy needed to buy new lawn furniture so he needed to make commission and jack up what the car really needed when it didn't really need it at all? You know, Dwight, let's take a look. Bring the car in. We go through a formal checklist, and we look the car over, and lo and behold, everything that they had written down, the car needed. So I thought it was kind of interesting in that somebody in a service writer capacity at a dealership like this was able to actually tell the truth um, not that they don't, but, you know, repair shops are only as good as the people in the building. And ergo, here's the point. So we, you know, looked the car over, did the checklist, and I showed everything to Dwight and explained, yeah, the car does need this, and it does need power steering lines, and these are leaking, and that's leaking, and all this stuff really has to get done. I don't know if the trans service is going to be covered under extended warranty. I haven't seen that one yet, but, you know, you seem to think it is. I'd go back and talk to them, at least raise a little heck, and just... Uh, I don't want to say hell on radio. You know, you want to raise a little heck. And, and you, <laughs> wait, I got Tony woke up. Yes, Tone. You just said it. Said what? Hell. Thank you. So, <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't want to go back and raise a little, you know what, and see what happens. And then we got to the last part where we checked the fluids. We always check the underhood fluids on a checklist and ship the car out the door. Is there supposed to be oil on a dipstick? Show of hands. Is there supposed to be oil on a dipstick? Thumbs up. Yes, right, yeah. At least these two guys know. And there was none. Brought Dwight back out. Dwight, come on back out. I hope my insurance agent's not listening because I brought somebody out into the shop again. We broke another rule, another law. And we put the dipstick in and pulled it out and went. And he said, isn't there supposed to be oil on that? And I said, aha, you've been paying attention these past 12 years. I can tell. So we started to add oil. 
and we put two quarts of oil in the truck, and we got it nice into the mid-range. So the truck was down two quarts of oil. Now the question is, where'd the oil go? There's no oil leak. And Dwight said, well, when it was there trying to get the service done on the stuff that was under warranty that they decided wasn't critical because it was under warranty, they did an oil change, and they covered that too. Gee, let me see the bill. I read the bill. Five quarts of oil. 2012 Chevy Tahoe, 5.3. Want to guess how many quarts of oil it takes? Six. And I knew that right at the top of my head, and we verified it, went into all data. Thanks for the guys at All Data. We, um, you know, we went into All Data and printed out a nice copy of here's the spec, six quarts of oil. And then Dwight said, "But how could it be wrong?" I said, "How could they tell you it needs something that's not under warranty and then find out it's under warranty and all of a sudden it doesn't need to be done? It's not that important yet. It does." Here's the point: common sense still prevails. All right, and when you're getting back that invoice, when you get back that repair order that they just worked on your vehicle, look at fluid quantities. I find fluid quantities are consistently wrong, not just at dealers, but in a lot of repair shops. And if you want to find out if the mechanic is hosing you, for lack of a better word to put it, take a look at quantities. You know what? They're not going to retire or get rich, but, for example, a computer-generated invoice out of a dealership, a computer-generated invoice out of my shop, every car has got an oil quantity attached to it. We've got canned jobs, per se. It's it's a repetitive process. It's a repetitive repair. We've got a canned job for just about every car that rolls in the door with with the amount of oil attached to it. And once in a blue moon, I find something off by a half a quart, and I'll correct it. But regardless, the guys in the shop always fill the oil to the level. If If we don't record six quarts and we record five, but we put six in the car, we're shortchanging ourselves. Is your mechanic shortchanging you, and is it easy for you to find out? And the easiest place would be is, you know, you start looking at fluid quantities. Look in the owner's manual. In the back of every owner's manual, that dusty book in the glove box that nobody ever opens, in the back of every owner's manual in every car sold in the continental United States, a new car, and generally the used cars, you know, within reason, unless it's been lost, which is a whole other conversation, that you're going to find quantities and capacities in there, and you can find out, hey, he put in... Eight quarts, and the book says it only takes five. What's up with that? So just, is your mechanic shortchanging you? Want to find out? Or put him on the spot and uh, see if he's got the correct amount of fluids in the vehicle. Because if they can't get the correct amount of fluids, then maybe they can't do a lot of things correctly. Just saying. 855-560-9900. I am Ron Anany and the Car Doctor. I see the phones are lit up and backed up. We're going to pull over and take a pause. And when we return, kick the garage doors wide open. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Ron and the car doctor at the helm here, 855-560-9900. Keep in mind, that's 24-7, that phone number, 855-560-9900. Call, leave a message. If we're not on the air, we're out on the radio network Saturday afternoons, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time. But 855-560-9900 is there for you 24-7. Leave a message, and our producer will call you back and get you in queue for the next week's live broadcast as we continue to broadcast out across this great country of ours on any some odd affiliates. Hey, by the way, just a quick note. I have confirmation that Saturday, March 25th. What are you doing Saturday, March 25th, Tony? Nothing. Good. Well, now you're working. 
and I'm taking you on the road because Saturday, March 25th, we're going to be heading over to the Westchester Marriott, 670 White Plains Road, Tarrytown, New York. So if you're in the New York area and um, you want to go hang out, we're going to be uh, – this is for technicians. I really should point that out, too. The folks, the folks over at Technician Service Training are presenting their 14th Annual Technician Service Tech Training event, the 2017 big event for garage owners and uh, technicians of the like. So uh, it's not the general public. It's uh, for those in our audience that are technicians. We're going to be over there doing a live it broadcast. It seems like it's going to be a geek fest. Uh, well, no, not a geek fest. It's it's for mechanics and technicians. And now, Tony, didn't he promise to take us out someplace to see girls? Yes, he did. Yeah, there'll be girl mechanics there. No, 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 no. Pretty girls. No, no, girl mechanics, honest. I, I met some female mechanics. Yeah. N- um, not not listen, Playboy material. That, listen, that one girl wasn't. She was attractive just because she could out-arm wrestle you. I mean, that doesn't, you and know. What Tony forgets is I have to answer the phone, so now I'm going to get the hate calls. <laughs> right. So it's uh, Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Tony's just being mean to everybody today. So what, what were you sick with last week? You weren't. I put it this way. I ate something that I was not supposed to eat. Oh, so you were just, you had a sick tummy. Yes. Yeah, be nice because your next, you know, a, a, a nurse could be a, a woman and she could hear this broadcast and then you're in a lot of trouble. Well, I have Barry White music and a red light, so hopefully that could um, surpass everything. I'm going to go back to my calls. Um, let me kick open the garage doors while I still can, while we still have a license. Let's go over and talk to Jim, Pensacola, Florida, and some comments about an oil change. Hey, Jim, welcome to the car doctor, sir. How can I help? Yeah, uh, well, I don't think you can help me, but it's just a, an interesting story, I suppose. I'm vacationing in, in Florida. I live in Canada, and I was planning on going home next week. And I got a, a new car, 2017 Toyota. Right. So I went to the to the Toyota garage, had an appointment, because I'd been there before, and I knew it was quicker to make an appointment to have the oil changed. I wanted the oil changed. I only got 6,000 miles on the thing, but it's a long ride back to Canada. Sure. And and so I, first thing, I, I get to, to the dealer, and I get out of the car. I said, I want to get the oil changed. I got an appointment. So he, he took the key and took the car. And almost an hour later, he comes back out with the invoice, and he says, hey, are you all done, ready to go? And I don't know, I didn't understand why, but it was free, and I didn't have my reading glasses, and I didn't read the, the invoice until I got home, and I looked it over, and I said, geez, they didn't change the oil, because there's no mention of oil. And I, so I looked on the dipstick, and it was still dirty brown-looking oil. And so, I don't know, I... I haven't gotten the oil changed. I didn't go back because I'm too mad at these people, um, and it's too stressful to, to you know, confront somebody in person. And so I sent an email to Toyota.com headquarters, right? And they did a ticket on it, and they they responded, and I responded back to them and explained it. You know, I understand that it's synthetic oil, and you're supposed to get pretty long mileage out of it, and I knew that was a little bit early, but I'm heading out on a long trip, and I kind of know my schedule in the future, and uh, I don't really have, you know, time on my hands to go get oil changes all the time. Yeah, and I don't understand. I, 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 let, let me ask you this, Jim. Are, are Were you going to pay for the oil change, or was it a, a, a free oil change on Toyota's dime? Oh, I was more than willing to pay for it, you know. Did they, under- I, I did they, did they understand that? I don't know, because, you know, I just showed up. I said, I want my oil changed, and, and they, he, he, he here, sign this. And, you know, I don't read the things that they, here, sign this. It's a long sheet of paper. Okay. And, it, you know, 
And he comes back and he gives it to me. I didn't really read the invoice, and I went to the cashier, and she said, oh, this is free. And I said, oh, okay, well, that's good. Well, you got what you paid for, right? You, well, you, did, you got nothing because you paid realize. nothing. Yeah, it's, but, but still, you know what? You got nothing, you paid nothing, you got what you paid for, and that's what it's worth, nothing. You know, I listen. I understand car companies. It, it's to me, it, and we're not going to. I'm not going to have the marketing conversation. And you know, believe me, there's there, there's there's a short list of questions I'm getting tired of answering. And one of them is about oil changes. I will, but it's like because common sense has to come into the picture here somewhere. But my point being, you know what? Companies don't want to change the oil. They'll give you that free oil change cycle, and they'll tell you for the first. 30,000 miles, you're not going to have to pay for an oil change. Of course, we're not going to change it, but every 10,000 miles, so that's three oil changes they're giving you, maybe. And then eh, when the engine fails at 60 or when there's leaks at 80, you know what? We're not all about keeping the car on the road that much longer. We want to get you to buy another car, and that's I don't want to go down that road, although I just did, I guess. My point is, A, I'm going to scold you a little bit and say, always have your glasses and always read what you're signing. Because that's a legal contract. You sign that repair invoice, that is a legal contract in every state that I'm aware of that says we're going to do this and you're going to give us this. So if that said $500 for an oil change, you'd be on the hook and you'd have to have a lengthy conversation you, you really can avoid having. That's number one. Number I'll two, remember that. You know, oh, yeah. A, a signed invoice is a legal contract. And, you know, whether or not it holds up in court, it depends on who wrote that invoice and, and the fine print and everything else. Listen, you walk into RA Automotive, you sign an invoice. I don't care if you've been there one time or 50 times. And part of the rationale is, I, you know, you've got to understand that you know, this is going to cost money. This, 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 you know, this is a conversation. My invoice has been reviewed by a lawyer and it's, you know, yeah, it's a, it's a, do, it's a binding document like every repair shop is. All right. Um, but the bigger picture here becomes, if you want to pay for an oil change, I think you should be allowed to pay for that oil change. Hey, like you said, I've got to drive home to Canada. It's, it's 1,800 miles or 2,000 miles, whatever it is. If you want to get the oil change done now rather than later, why can't you? I think the dealer's at fault, and uh, I'd be curious to hear what they say when Toyota processes the claim. Jim, please, by all means, get back to us and let us know. We'll talk about it again. I'm Ron Anany, The Car Doctor. We're back right after this. Welcome back. We're on the meeting of the car doctor, and uh, we are rolling along this hour at 855-560-9900. Real quick before we go and take any more phone calls, um, interesting, right, how computers just continue to grow and evolve from the folks at All Data, and we talk about All Data a lot on this radio show. Um, absolutely good information for the repair shop and uh, an essential part of any repair shop and management software program. Um, they have now added a tire catalog. They've grown a relationship. All data and ATD um, have have grown together where they're going to allow repair shops using the ATD catalog to look things direct up through all data and um, uh, tie in and do uh, purchasing and pricing and um, uh, you know, in, in return, just make the life of the repair shop easier. So the, the days of one-click ordering, you know, repair shops are going to become like Amazon, right? We're going to go, well, we want these tires and, 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 and this to go with this and this to go with that, and, you know, away we go. So uh, tip of the wrench to the folks over at All Data and all that they're doing. And um, you can find more out online, either Google search All Data, or you can get out to, uh, I think it's alldata.com and look up their information too. And uh, 
take it from there. Let's get over and go and let's go see what Anthony up in New Hampshire's got to say. He's got some comments and questions about looking for a compact SUV. Anthony, welcome to the car, Doctor Sir. How can uh, I? Help? Yes, sir. Uh, hi, Ron. Thanks yes, very much for taking my call. You're I appreciate welcome. it. You're welcome. Uh, I uh, I'm looking for a small SUV, and I've narrowed it down to three uh, possibilities: a Subaru Forester 2.5 Premium. Um, a Honda uh, CRV uh, EX or a Toyota RAV, uh, e- an XLE, either the regular XLE or the hybrid, and I'd like to know which one you would recommend okay. and why. Let me let me ask you, Anthony, who's going to work on the car? I always think about who's gonna, uh, the think about who's uh, dealer. Work. Okay, so a dealer's going to work on it. All right, and is the right. de- is the dealer going to work on it for the life of the car, or is it going to be the first couple of years? Is this a new vehicle you're going to buy, or is this you know something? Yeah, pretty- a new vehicle okay. I'm going to buy. So the dealer's going to work on it, and how long do you plan on keeping it? Three years, five years, ten years? How long did you keep the last car? Uh, about six to ten. Okay, and the dealer's going to work on it for that entire six to ten time frame. If I'm satisfied with his work, yes. Okay, and then what alternatives do you have if 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 you're not? Is there another dealer of same like kind quantity brand in that region? And can if not, is there a repair yes, shop? Yes, there's another dealer in the in okay. the area. All right, then I I think in the order that you gave them to me, but in reverse, is how I would consider the purchase. All right, uh, I think the Toyota Rav Four, and and let me let me you know size it up this way too, Anthony. It's what fits Anthony. What what does Anthony feel the most comfortable in? It does, you know, because each one of those cars is going to be unique and different to a degree. And what I always tell everyone is you have to test drive a new vehicle at least twice, once in the daytime, once in the nighttime. You have to because a car takes on a different persona and a different energy at nighttime than than day. It just, you know, gauges now lit and that gauges are now lit up. You know, it's a little dark in the car. Are the controls in an intuitive spot? Are you used to the way they display and work the power windows? Are you looking for something with more tactile touch buttons or is a touch screen for operation of whatever control it's operating okay with you? There's a lot of things to, it's not just all, oh, it's a new shiny new car and it smells good, right? It's, it's, there's more to it. There's more to it than that. You know, in terms of mechanical quality and, you know, competency level, I think they're all about equal. I think they've all got their issues. I think they've all got their their high points. I don't think that's really in the marketplace. You know, I think if I was to give the edge for quality to any one of those three, I think it would be Toyota over the Honda and the Subaru. And I'd probably pick the Subaru over the Honda in terms of quality. That's just from my seat here. But they're very close. If you told me you liked the Subaru versus the Toyota or the Honda, I'd say fine. If you told me you liked the Honda better than the other two, fine. Um, what fits what fits uh, Anthony? Uh, if I may ask you yeah. a question, which one would you choose of the uh, RAV4, the XLE or the XLE hybrid? What's the price difference? About $700. That's all? That's all, The uh, according to the consumers. Um, the XLE hybrid uh, is about $700 more than the XLE. Okay, well... First of all, all and the hybrid, it gives you very good uh, gas mileage, which is a a strong consideration with me, fuel economy. I think the Toyota hybrid, and we had a conversation about this not too long ago, 
I had I had taken a poll from a couple of Toyota dealers, and the answers I got back, and these are these are guys I go to lunch with and dinner with, and I know on a personal basis. So I feel like I'm getting the straight answers. Their their answer was that the Toyota hybrids are bulletproof, and they gave me a list of reasons. And it was on a show within the last three weeks. And, you know, it basically comes down to a lot of the Toyota techs that I know are driving hybrids. And when I say why, because we don't have time to fix our own stuff, and the cars are really solid. They have very, very few problems. Um, you know, everything from batteries lasting to transmissions and a lot of the fears that we all had when hybrids came out just really aren't founded, provided they're being maintained to factory spec and maybe in some cases a smidge more. So if it's the RAV4, I'd probably take the hybrid. If 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 the dealer's going to be the one working on it, that's the key. Because finding outside right. somebody outside the dealer food chain to work on that vehicle, I'm not saying it can't be done, but you know, there's some guys that think they can work on every car, and then there's some guys that know they can't, and those are the smart guys. You know, and then one final question: yeah. the Subaru Forester. They have, um, and this is a, a strong consideration because it snows up here a lot. And they, and uh, I'm interested in, a, in an all-wheel drive. And they, uh, Subaru has a symmetrical all-wheel drive. Does the Rav Four have a symmetrical all-wheel drive? I know they have all-wheel drive, but is it symmetrical? I'm not, and which is better? You know, you know, Anthony, it's a fair question. I don't know the answer to that one. I'm not. I'm familiar with the term, but I've never paid much attention to it. Other than if it comes in the shop, is it broken? Do I have to fix it? Um, I'm not sure what they what they mean by that. To me, all wheel drive is all wheel drive. Just be careful you're not falling into a marketing ploy. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about a Ford Explorer, and the choices of drive for that vehicle buttons on the dash was four by four auto, four by four high, four by four low. And the question was, is it a two-wheel drive or a four-wheel drive vehicle? Uh, or is it an all-wheel drive vehicle? And my answer was, it's an all-wheel drive vehicle, but in Ford's lingo, it is not. It is a two-wheel drive vehicle until it needs 4 by 4 and then it automatically places it in it. And my, my point is, you know, I would find out what they're meaning by symmetrical, and now I'll have to go look myself after the show and do some research. But, you know... How does the all-wheel drive work on any of these three vehicles? Is it is it constant all the time, or is it only when there's a slippage problem, or does it give you the ability to override it and place it in all-wheel or four-wheel drive at your choice? The one comment I will make is certain all-wheel drive system, four-wheel drive systems are a little bit higher in maintenance than others because the system is always on. All right, so you want to find out, you know, just exactly how does it work? Is there going to be fluid that needs to be replaced on a regular 30,000, 60,000 mile basis, whatever the vehicle is, or not? And the, some of those, some of those things are, you know, there's no free lunch, right? Uh, some of those things have right. To be taken I remember into you saying that the Subarus, when they do have a repair, they're rather costly. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, if we want to talk about repair record. I think I give the edge to Toyota being the most cost-effective. Subaru is probably the most expensive to repair when they do break. I'm not saying they break a lot, but when they do, it gets to be expensive. Um, and then Honda's somewhere in between. By the same example, Monday in the shop, I've got a 2005, granted it's an older to 12-year-old vehicle, 90,000-mile uh, Subaru Outback that's you know 90,000 on it. And it's the little old lady's car, proverbial grandma's car. It's going to go to one of the grandchildren. 
and they're taking it away to school, and now I'm going to go through it for the first time. It's had fluids and filters and whatnot up till now. hasn't had a breakdown. Um, I'm going to go through it Monday and probably do the $3,000 overhaul, timing belts, spark plugs, brakes, fluids, filters, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and the car will probably go another 90,000 miles. So, you know, it's you put three grand in it, you drive it another 90,000 miles with reasonable care and caution. How expensive is it really? Because when we start talking about price of the new car, how much is any one of these cars you're talking about going to cost? Between thirty and 35000 right? Um, so it, it becomes a relative term. Anthony, i got to go. I want to add one quick car to your head, though. Take a look at the Ford Escape. I just want to add that to the mix because I think as an all-wheel drive vehicle, that's real solid, too. Not to ignore that one. And uh, I would take a look at the Toyota Hybrid and the Ford Escape and make a decision from that point and see what you're comfortable in it. Remember, drive it twice rule day and night and see if there's any difference in how you approach and like the car. 855-560-9900. Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor coming back right after this. Welcome back. Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor. The phone number is 855-560-9900. 855-560-9900. And if, you, uh, if we're not here, we're live on the network Saturdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time. If we're not here, leave a message and we'll call you back and get you in the queue for the following live broadcast. Let's get over and talk to Tim, Springfield, Illinois, 11 Dodge Avenger and some problems with a misfire. Tim, welcome to the car doctor. How can I help? Yeah, uh, Ron, my son has a 2011 Dodge Avenger with a 3.6 liter Pentastar engine. At Christmas time, he was having, uh, <clears throat> he had a check engine light came on. And it indicated a misfire code, and I replaced the spark plugs in it. Uh, I put in Denso Iridium TT plugs. Car has run, ran much better. Um, the code cleared the code, but last week um, a P304 code came on. I uh, went down, he's at college, I went down and changed his oil and cleared that code, drove the car around, seemed fine. And then later this week, like Thursday, that code came back on again. He took it to AutoZone and had it scanned. And and uh, I'm curious, how do I diagnose that code and what what steps should I take to figure out what to do to, to correct it? Well, what's probably wrong with this, Tim, is it's it's probably a problem in the cylinder heads. They have a known defect with that engine, and particularly if it's if it's constantly setting left cylinder head fault codes, 302, 304, 306. If it's constantly setting those, it's a fault in the left cylinder head. Uh, anything from valve springs to guides to carbon deposits to valve seats, there's just a slew of issues in the way that head was assembled, and for some reason it, it's predominant that it's the left side. I have seen some with the right, but mostly it's the left. So that being said, Chrysler has issued a warranty extension for that this particular problem on these particular vehicles. Uh, I'm not exactly sure when it runs out, but I can tell you the bulletin came out around December of 2014, and if memory serves me correct, it was bulletin 09-002, and the last one I saw was, I believe, a revision B. And for now, they probably have got a revision C because it's such a common big problem. It's getting to be quite an issue. And, um, you know, I would, before I did anything, I would run it past a, a Dodge dealer and ask them, hey, is this 
extended warranty bulletin applicable to this vehicle because you're going to end up diagnosing something that you're not going to have to pay for, and why waste the time and the energy? Okay, thank you very much. All right, sir. Now, if but, if if, if you yeah. if you end up having to diagnose this, then yeah. I'm, then I'm going to tell you, you know, this is an, this is a coil unplug vehicle, correct? Yes, and it's it's not real fun to get to those coil right. unplugs. Right. Yeah, this is the one with the intake manifold overhang. Yes, it is. You yeah. got to take the top part of the intake manifold off. Right. So, you know, I would mark all the coils, and if you wanted to, if you were so inclined, if you wanted to move coils around and move coil number four to a a different cylinder and the plug from number four to a different cylinder and vice versa and keep track, and if it consistently comes back with a misfire on four, then it's either the injector or the cylinder, and in this case it's probably the cylinder. Of course, the easy way out is just talk to the dealer and see if they'll cover it under extended, and if it is, Maybe you want to start there. You might save yourself a bunch of legwork. All right, kiddo? Okay. In in the meantime, is there a problem driving the car? Is this something he should yeah, get I wouldn't, to the dealer I, immediately? I wouldn't drive this very long because you're driving it, and if it's misfiring, you're damaging the catalytic converter and shortening its lifespan because the cat's trying to keep the environment clean and swallow every piece of garbage the engine puts out, complete and incomplete combustion-wise. So driving this with a misfire is only going to do longer-term damage to the vehicle. I would get it in right away and not hesitate to uh, let them repair it if it is a cylinder head and get it done. All right, sir, give me a call if you need more information, and uh, we can uh, talk about it from there. 855-560-9900, Ron and Annie in the Car Doctor, coming back right after this. Hey, Ron and Annie the Car Doctor, we are back. Quick piece of email. This one comes to us from Tim in Wisconsin. Ron, I'm a repair shop owner. Up here in Madison, Wisconsin, and I'd just like to let you know that listening to your broadcast today, I am a current all-data online user. It's a product called Manage Online, and we use it to run the shop, and I'm very excited to hear the fact that ATD now has a relationship with all-data and will allow us to look up tires and cataloging and help us to make the shop better as far as the way it runs. Tim. Um, Oh, great, Tim. Yeah, listen, and I think guys like you and guys are out there that are looking to improve their bottom line and uh, be a little bit more computer literate are the guys that are going to survive the uh, computer implosion, explosion, whatever the case might be, and uh, grow because people are going to clearly need to get their cars fixed, and they're going to be looking for shops that can handle uh, computers and not just repairing the car but also in running the shop. So, um, you know, keep in mind, and I'll, let me get this press release back out. This came to us from the folks over at All Data. That, uh, yeah, you can, um, let's see, it's going to be all data ATD. are now going to allow Manage Online customers to search the ATD catalog of the more than 40,000 stocking part numbers that they use and uh, add tires directly to the work document and then access 140 ATD distribution centers across the U.S. and Canada for online ordering. You know what? You can't beat that with a stick. We do it now with a product called, not for tires, but for a product called Next Part, which just streams like the, streamlines the shop so much it's... It's beyond comprehension, but uh, we're looking forward to that coming up from the folks at All Data and uh, making that work and helping the repair shops as All Data has for so many years. So, anyway, well, that about wrapped up this hour. Like, uh, wow, where did that one go? It just sort of flew by, and um, it must be the fact that I have Tony back operating the board and um, doing his thing as always. I appreciate him. I'm Ron Anini in the Car Doctor, reminding each and every one of you: the mechanics aren't expensive; they're priceless. See ya. 